my name is Solomon OB. I've been in a band called Sounds of Harlow for the last four years now. At one of our shows, a guy called Buddy Carson, who was playing in another band, he saw us perform, liked my lyrics and stuff, and just asked me to do a support slot at his spoken word night, which was called Stand Up For Lyricism. It was kind of weird, because I'd never really thought about doing spoken word. Yeah, he obviously liked what he saw, asked me to come down. I didn't really have many poems, like quote-unquote poems, if that makes sense. They were all kind of just raps and lyrics that I'd had previously and kind of performed a cappella, I guess. Yeah, the response, like, the first time was amazing. It's kind of weird to go from, like, playing in a setting that's just full of noise, like, drunken people, drum kits banging, guitars everywhere, to just, like, silence and it's just focus on your voice. The next one is simply titled Nevermind. There's always going to be that sun, that shade, that night, that day. That contrast that lives in every part of life. The irony of being on the same page is such a long stage. Of what we were reluctant to call a relationship and still in between the lines we slipped. I have nothing but time with which to better my mind. You can waste a lot of things for sure, but never mind. There are people that aren't worth your time, but never mind. Mind over matter, it matters to me, but not to others, so never mind. I will never fully understand the mind, but never mind. Because its beauty is so linked to its disguise, and it's amazing how you find minds that lead other lives are so similar, yet different to mine. But never mind, never mind, never mind. Wait, do mind, it does matter. <laughs> These minds, they think of chapters of Peter Pan, never land happy ever after. Minds like Einstein's with intellect so far beyond mine. My mind can hardly comprehend the line of thought that he was on now. I've had my worries and I've had my problems, of course. I was 22 before my first funeral. Some deal with death before they've left primary school. Life is cruel. Find your blessings and count them. Even if they're in disguise to you, they may well be in disguise to you. Started from the bottom, now I started from the middle. Because I've never had a lot, but I've never had a little. Started from the bottom, now I started from the middle. Because I've never had a lot, but I've never had a little. Thank you. Like, by far, my most, like, favourite artist right now, Kendrick Lamar. He is probably, like, the best crossover of, like, a super poetic rapper. And he's not too poetic that he's going to turn off a lot of like hardcore hip-hop fans. But he's also not so hardcore hip-hop and stereotypical subject matter that he's going to turn off people that actually want to think a bit more. He's got a line on poetic justice. If I told you that a flower bloomed in a dark room, would you trust it? I think personally there's a big um, a big misconception on what originality is and trying to be unique. I think some people are scared to sound like somebody else or to have their influence on you because, oh, instantly you're not original. No, like, if you take something from someone else but you reappropriate it to yourself, that's just, that's influence, that's just growth. Like, that's what I love. Thank you.
Time can transform any man into the view he holds himself in mind. My vision's crystal clear. My lenses just get blurred sometimes and so I wipe. And when I do, I'm blinded by the light. Like Jesus Christ, superstar. You knew, forgot, now you remember. Just to express the freedom to be me is nice. The love I feel from people lets me know my chosen path is right. With every passing page upon the calendar, rest my head at night. No when I will arrive at unknown destinations and I'll be on time. I know it's right. Ink to page, I always write. Ego go, not always right. Let go of what is bad and only good is left. Feel my heartbeat in my chest. Destiny must manifest. I will look back. I won't regret. I will look back only to reflect. My destiny's my destination. Patiently waiting. Words are like puzzles. Especially when you think of a flow first. And sometimes that's how it comes to you, like, just in bursts. Rhythm is so important to me because it mimics life. Just like your heartbeat being the most obvious example. I heard it for the first time, I think, last year. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> it's just like some of the present tangents. <laughs> Tangent like, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. I'm tangential mm-hmm. in that case. Retrospect, retrospect. I'm just massively retro- into like retro- rhythms retro- and the way retro- things retro- roll off your retro- tongue. Retro- like retro- synonym when you spec- catch it properly. Ba ba ba. Synonym. Da da da. There's a Kendrick line where it's like, and in retrospect, I remember December being the hottest. It's just really nice and syllabic. <laughs> what I really like is a good combination of someone talking to you like it's just a conversation. So more kind of playful use of words and imagery thrown in. Again, it's kind of like that mix between hip-hop and poetry. Saul Williams does it really well. It's a poem called Amethyst Rock. It's like a whole metaphor for being a drug dealer. I'm on the corner of the block slinging amethyst rocks and he kind of just takes that metaphor further and further. And it's like half of the poem is him just talking as like a street person selling drugs and the other half is kind of like him being more poetic and, and the way he does it, like you might not even know that he's talking about drugs initially if you don't catch some of the references. I like those little kind of like abstractions. I love metaphor. Metaphor is great because it hides your meaning and makes someone have to go and find it. I love like when whole songs or whole poems, they're a metaphor for something else and you have to work out what that person is trying to talk about. As I look across the playground, I see you sitting, resting against chain fences, and now I'm wondering if the situation in which you're now found is one you have chose or simply imposed by the world around you. Harsh reality that surrounds you. Familiar pattern, just like the houndstooth. On the hat that my nan's dad left to granddad, who then gave it to me, Clifford Walker, yes, RIP. I digress, back to my message. Looking at this blonde kid, can't be more than 11, year 7. I bet his mum was packed in something healthy for lunch, but I guarantee he'd rather try a slice of acceptance. Let's take a trip inside my mind. I try wandering for yours and I'm wondering what I'll find. You're all by yourself, just like solitary confinement. The shyness confine you to isolation doesn't seem right. 
I'm on the inside looking out and it's obvious that I care but I can't risk sitting down because you're on the outside looking in and I can't risk coming over repercussions or come too quick if I show compassion rather than acting like I don't care about anything the anthem of being young and foolish is don't give a shit but really I give a shit it's kid eat kid cannibalism and ignorance it's outside looking on the inside in in inside looking on the outside out out outside looking on the inside in in Outside, in, in, inside, out, out. Outside, looking on it. Inside, in, in, inside, looking on it. Outside, out, out. Outside, looking on it. Inside, in, in. Ah. Phone call from home when I'm knowing what to expect. Negative headspace is reflective of situation. How's he doing? Good and bad days, best to respect. Second worst is hearing in hospital as a patient. He's impatient, always awaiting results of tests, just hoping that A grade can get him to next semester as an impatient. His frustration with situation is causing more aggravation to weigh in upon his chest. Cigarettes arrested your breath as well as your independence. Good even the preach of every priest and reverence see reversive effects. Before you said you didn't fear the reaper, I believed you recently. I compromised this guy's feelings towards me and death. I'm on the outside looking in and I can't even imagine the pain that you must begin. You're on the inside looking out. And I know the last thing you want is sympathy from those around you. The irony is that anxiety of feeling bad is just making you worse. That is just about outside in, inside out. Just trying to look at situations from someone else's perspective and like how they must feel about things. And you can never really get inside someone's head, only just kind of imagine. So the first verse of that was um situation I remember always sticks in my mind from school. I'm just there like playing with my friends and stuff, just like playing football in the playground and then looked over and there was this kid just sitting by himself on the concrete eating his lunch it's always stuck with me because it's just this horrible image you got all these kids like running around playing around him and it's like you must have one friend you know what I mean someone to speak to someone to sit and eat lunch with I just remember seeing the image and it just it's a bit heartbreaking really do you know what I mean so yeah just trying to imagine kind of like what it's like to be that kid the second verse is one quite personal to me about my foster father, my granddad, who he's been quite ill for a while and he's a very proud person. Like the line, cigarettes arrested your breath as well as your independence. Just it's like smoking since he was about 14 years old and you can see kind of the toll it's taken on his health and stuff and I think he does quite struggle to, to let go of certain things that he just can't do anymore. It's kind of nice to like, incarcerate those feelings into poems because it must feel quite cathartic. Massively. Yeah, um, I often say like there are some things I can't even, I just can't articulate in my head and they just kind of ping around in your brain and then once you actually put them down, it makes more sense. You feel like you can, things that are really insular and really introspective and just about yourself, but you know that other people can connect to it. So it's like you're, you're kind of killing two birds at one stone because you're dealing with your own problems and whatever is on your mind, but you could also be helping someone else who's dealing with something really similar. The artistry I'm exhibiting is akin to whittling down a statue of David, creating vivid images with these words I'm spitting, these pictures I'm painting, vocabulary for a palette and my tongue is the paintbrush, no wait. I live my life in this writing, these words are written. If my art is my heart, then I guess that it's sitting in the middle of a ribcage that's made of a conflicted mixture of narcissism mirrored by self-doubt that's crippling, precarious isn't it? Talent we're given, it's almost like you're pregnant with a prodigy, pressure to raise it properly, a gift and a curse, the best and the worst. I will still be married to my talent till I'm buried in the hearse. The day that I die, talent survives, and it will go on to live and thrive, inspire so many lives for some time. Yeah. <laughs>